right. Great to be with you guys tonight on this last CA Students. Again, my name is Jake, and just want to say welcome to you. If you would be willing, grab that handout that's underneath your chairs, and uh, would love for you to just take some brief notes as we jump into God's Word together. Um, I don't know about you guys, but have you guys heard of that concept of like the last lecture where a professor will kind of um, just basically share for the last time or something that they would want to share if they were never going to be able to share again? This is what I want you to hear. I just think those are so cool because I just like to hear like, man, if you wanted to say like one thing, I want to hear what you want to say. And so, Lord willing, this is not my last lecture, uh, but it is the last CA students for a couple weeks. And so I just um, was praying for you guys. I was like, Lord, what would you want me to share um, in this kind of, you know, this last CA students before a couple weeks break? And so as I was praying for you guys, Romans 12, 1 through 2 came to mind. And so I just want to, um, Lord willing, encourage you with three things to remember from this passage as we go into uh, this last part of summer. So let me read this for you. Love this passage. Therefore, see students, <laughs> I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Some translations have, this is your reasonable response. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let me say a prayer, and then we'll jump into the three thoughts. Father God, thanks so much for your love. Thank you for this night. I thank you for every single person here, and I thank you for the power of your word, God. Uh, Jesus, you said uh, the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. So I just pray that you would just um, <clears throat> raise to life, Lord, dead things, even tonight as we hear from your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. All right. Looking at this passage, it starts out, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. So the first thing I want to encourage you with over this summer, if I could encourage one thing for you to remember, I would say this. Number one, remember God's grace. Remember God's grace. The story of Christianity is the story of God's grace, not your moral effort. This passage makes a powerful exhortation, but only with eyes fixed on the mercy of God. Only with eyes fixed on the fact that God saves us by His grace. This is um, something that is encouraging to me. You could write this down. In Christianity, the imperative is always after the indicative, which just means the imperative, what, is, what we're commanding you to do, the imperative is always after the indicative, what has been done in the gospel. In Christianity, the imperative is always after the indicative. So first is God's grace. So as you go into this summer, CA students, when you think of Jesus, when you think of Christianity, I hope your first thought is, ah, oh, grace. I am saved not by my good works. I'm saved by a God 
who's full of love and compassion and mercy and grace. Remember, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died to save us, to rescue us from our sins. See, students, when you repent of your sin and believe in him, Jesus saves you. You do not save yourself by conforming to some standard or some law. You don't save you. Jesus saves you. Hallelujah. I remember um, when I was really little, uh, still using floaties to swim, I was super excited to swim in a, a family friend's pool. We did this long drive in the heat, and we finally get there, and the van door opens, and I just book it ahead of my family before anybody can get there, and without my floaties, I just jump in. And I literally, this is a memory in my mind. I just remember being in the water, and all, it was really quick. Thank God, my mom is fast in such a situation. <laughs> and all I remember is just this strong hand just pulling me out of that water. And let me tell you, all the thrashing I would have done would not have saved me. And so too, see students, all you're working, all you're seeking to improve, all these things will not save you. You need a strong hand to save you. The plight that we're in as humans in our sin under God's wrath is far too grave for you to save yourself. The story of Christianity is a story of the compassionate and gracious God coming to save people who are under his just wrath, but he loves us. Galatians 2, 20 through 21 says this. Um, the second part says, I don't set aside the grace of God, Paul writes, for if righteousness, that means right standing with God, could be gained through the law, what we do. Christ died for nothing. What's that saying? It's saying Christ needed to die because we couldn't do it by the law. We couldn't do it by our good deeds. See, students, you must know, you must have deep in your soul, deep in your soul, the good news of God's grace. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. See, students, as we go into this little summer break, I hope the first thing you think of when you think of Jesus, when you think of God, is that he's a God of grace, and the life with him is a life of grace. Number two, what I want you to remember from this passage, it says, the passage says, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper or reasonable worship. So point number two is this, offer your whole lives to God. So yes, the indicative is first, what Christ has done in the gospel, but the imperative comes next. Therefore, we respond in grace. We respond with action. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice? What does that mean? Paul is drawing upon the reality of the sacrificial system in the Old Testament to give us a picture of how we ought to respond to God's grace. Though it's harder for us in our culture to understand or to take in, the point is one of totality. The animals that were sacrificed in the Old Testament did not get up from the altar. 100% of their life was given. We are called to respond to God's grace as a living sacrifice. Obviously, that means we aren't to put ourselves to literal death like the animals were. It also means that we're to continually, consistently give ourselves wholly to God. Why? Because it's reasonable. It's rational. It's the logical response. Actually, 
the Greek word, the adjective is logikos, um, which is obviously where we get this word logic from, logos. And so the idea is an, a, a reasonable response to what God has done. Has anybody responded unreasonably to any situation in your life? Okay, I have an embarrassing story. How many of you guys like hearing embarrassing stories? Okay, I'm honestly embarrassed to, to tell you this. But um, I really hope it was in junior high. It might have been high school. I hope it was in junior high. I got a really bad haircut. That's not the embarrassing part. <laughs> what do you say? Did you say? Thank you. I thought you said, not the bowl cut, which I definitely had when I was a child. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got a really bad haircut. That's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is how I responded. I was uh, all like, just like really, you know, obviously self-conscious and vain. And I was just like huffing and puffing and being like, ah, like, ah, hate my haircut. Uh, and my mom, who's just very generous and loving and compassionate and a great mom, like, you know, comes out to me because I was outside doing my chores, whacking weeds with my weed whacker. And I was huffing and puffing, just frustrated. And my mom, like, just the greatest mom in the world, just comes out like, hey, sweetie, like, is everything okay? <laughs> I literally threw the weed whacker down and basically gave her a piece of my mind. And that's it. But I just, like, remember being, like, so ashamed of myself for, like, caring that much. And here's what I want to make the point, see, students, is this. Based on the evidence and the data, one, nobody really cared about my haircut. And number two, hair grows back. My response was completely unreasonable, right? Based on the evidence and the data, now when we look at the gospel, what Christ has accomplished when we were utterly lost, utterly sinful, what he's done to save us, when we were under God's wrath, deserving hell, he chose to save us. He chose to put his Holy Spirit in us to change us from the inside out and eternity with him. When we think the evidence and the data, we think of what God has done for us in the gospel. The reasonable, logical response is to give our whole lives to him. Romans 8.32, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Jesus gave 100% of himself. He gave it all. He died. Our reasonable response, he did that when we didn't deserve it. How much more should the God of all creation get all of our lives? See, students, give your whole life to him. The third point I want, to remember, I want you to remember as you go um, through these next couple weeks is number three we see from this passage. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is the thought that I really felt like I wanted to leave you with this summer. See, students, I want you to think about your thoughts and what's influencing your thinking. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. As you finish out your summer, over the next month or so, I want to exhort you, encourage you to choose your influences well. Choose wisely what you behold and what you consume. What you give your attention to will form you and who you're becoming. The scriptures so agree with modern science that we're changed by how we think. I was thinking of 
another kind of silly story from my life and regarding this principle. How many of you guys love Top Ramen? Anybody? I'm, wow, not very many of you guys. Well, see you, Nehemiah. Well, growing up, I, me and Levi, Levi back there, brothers, we loved it. We called it chicken noodles, I guess because it's the chicken flavor. We just, like growing up, it was just our comfort food, chicken noodles. Chicken noodles is amazing. We loved chicken noodles so much. And then all of a sudden, chicken noodles vanished from our lives. <laughs> like they just were gone. Like our mom like never like gave that to us to eat. Like the comfort food was just gone. And later, I don't know why, we didn't really like really ask in the moment, but later we found out like right at that time when chicken noodles just vanished from our lives, like the news was blowing up about MSG being really bad for you, basically. <laughs> and so my parents learned, had something come into their mind, a truth that suddenly completely changed me and Levi's life, completely changed what she did, right? And so this is an example I'm giving you as an illustration of something that comes into your mind that completely tra transforms how you live. <laughs> A silly example at that. But then me and Levi, we got healthier because we stopped eating as much MSG. Praise God. So it did transform us. <laughs> all I want to make, all the point I want to make to you is we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And what better way to renew our minds than the truth of God's word. Aiden, will you join me up here as we get ready to close? If you've got a Bible, you could use your phone or your, um, or a real Bible, but I just would love to turn to Romans chapter 6 really quick. Romans chapter 6, for example. Maybe there's, there's something in scripture, I know this is true, where just like my mom learned this truth, and then bam, action changed, life was different. Maybe you'll read something like this in the scriptures and bam, your life is different, your life has changed. Romans 6, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. And then it says this, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism. And in this part, um, baptism is symbolizing the whole conversion experience. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died, and we're learning, we see somehow through faith, when Jesus died, we died too. When we, when he is raised, there's a newness of life that comes in us through faith. And one day we will be raised with him. Now, if we died with Christ, there it is, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Here it is, verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, 
but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. That passage for me is like the news talking about MSG <laughs> and changing of my life. Why? I wrote this down. Our participation in Christ's death and resurrection in conversion puts us in a decisively new relationship to sin and to God. Things are different when we put our faith in Christ. But we also need to live out this new relationship by thinking about ourselves in a new way and by acting in accordance with our new status. Only by constantly looking at ourselves as people who have really died to sin and been made alive in Christ will we be able to live out the new status that God has given us. When we are put our faith in Christ, we're united with him. And mysteriously, we died with him. And we'll also be raised with him. His resurrection life comes into us. And there's a new status. Sin is no longer our master. That is like, whoa. And when you start to realize that and start to believe that, then there's the power to live differently. See, students, so I want to encourage you to be transformed by the renewing your mind. How do we do this? I want to encourage you a couple things. Read the word this summer. Join the John reading plan. Be in touch with older, godlier mentors in your life. Do it. Be in touch with them. Spend time with friends that encourage you toward Christ. I just encourage you, find music, podcasts, YouTube, media that actually makes you love Christ more and cut out things that make you love Christ less. Do it. You can do it, and it's worth it. Spend time in prayer. Memorize scripture. So as you go from this place, I want to encourage you with those th three things. Remember God's grace. Remember it's all about God's grace, right? Remember God's grace. Offer your whole selves to God, every part of yourself. Don't withhold anything from the Lord. And finally, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to go into a brief time to honor our seniors, and we'll close out in worship. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for just the truth of your word. I pray that you would help us to follow you, Lord, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Help us to remember to give all of ourselves to you, to withhold nothing, Lord Jesus. And Lord, help us remember most of all, the story of Christianity is a story of grace. Lord, help us walk in your grace. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the last CA students, uh, we always have just a brief moment to honor our seniors. And so could I have all the seniors come kind of right up here, um, right uh, just right below the stairs, basically. And we just love for you guys to come up here. And I just want to encourage you and honor you and just commission you. So seniors, would you kind of come up right here? Ian, make sure you come on over here. And 
You guys can face me for a second. Wow. I, I love you guys. And this is hard for me because you guys are so amazing. And many of you, we've spent a lot of years together. I know not all of us have, but I just want to say that we're going to miss you guys here on Wednesday nights. And we just want to honor you the way that you have been here faithfully and you've followed Jesus and we just love you and we're excited for this next season though we're going to miss you a lot and I was praying for you guys and for this class and the verse that came to my mind I just want you to remember it as you go into this next season whatever that's going to look like is Romans 12 9 through 13 um, which just says this love must be sincere Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And so I just want to encourage you guys with those verses. All every part of that. Guys, as you go into this next season, love must be sincere. Love the Lord sincerely. Hate what is evil. Right? I love Proverbs 23, 17 through 18 that just says, um, don't let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There's surely a future hope for you and your hope won't be cut off. And I just love, guys, I look at you guys and I know your guys' hearts and I know your guys' love for the Lord. I'm so proud of you. And I just want to say, never be lacking in zeal, but keep fanning into flame your love for God. Keep stirring that up. And I want to say, there are going to be tough times ahead. There are going to be great times ahead. There are going to be tough times too. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. I would just challenge you guys, encourage you guys, memorize Romans 12, 9 through 13, and keep it with you as you guys go from here just love you guys. I'm so proud of you. We love you. We're going to miss you a lot. You guys can go ahead and face um, face the audience and um, really your brothers and sisters. And guys, um, I would just love for you. We're, I'm just going to say a prayer of blessing over them. If you guys all could extend a hand and then we're going to go into a, a final time of worship with the seniors leading us out from the front. Worship team, you guys can come up. Lord Jesus, I just want to say thank you so much, God, for these seniors. Thank you for them, Lord. God, I just pray your protection over them, your blessing over them. Keep them, God. Keep them, Lord. God, I pray that they would be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Lord, that they would, their love would be sincere of one another and of you. Lord, I just think right now of Joshua when it just says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong, seniors, and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's a promise, guys. The Lord will be with you wherever you go. Keep fighting the fight. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep running the race.
we look at you guys and we're so proud of you. We love you so, so much. God, I just thank you for these seniors. God, bless them, encourage them, fill them with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Seniors, with you guys still up here, everybody else, why don't you come on up to the front as well. Let's, let's just finish this year worshiping with all of our hearts. Let's do it.